1: Hello and welcome to The Well Stream with Samantha Petruzinski. Samantha, how are you?
2: Eric, I am so happy to be back, so happy to hear your voice, um, but I will warn you, haven't had my morning coffee yet, so you might have to keep me a little bit in check.
1: Got it. I will carry this pod... I never can carry this podcast. You... <laughs> Before we even started recording, you had like three times the energy I did, so I have no doubt you're going to rock this. Um, I don't know where Tim is, and and at this point, I don't care. I love Tim, but I'm so excited to have you on the show because the topic that you're talking about is incredibly important, and it's near and dear to my heart, and I'm going to let you introduce it to the audience.
2: Absolutely. I appreciate that, and Eric, as you know, we're having the talk, and I know, don't worry. We're not going there. (laughs) We're not having the birds and the bees talk, but... I'd like to share some insights. Yeah. And having the money talk with aging parents and I'm a firm believer. It's not the question of if, but when your parents will need you to play a role in their financial lives. Yeah. And, and most people think that the conversation might not be necessary right now, but I can tell you that waiting could lead to bigger problems in the future.
1: Yeah. And and I do want to say something. I'm not by no means am I correcting you in your title but you know having the money talk with aging parents i want to take the word aging out of there because a lot of people and and i don't know i mean you're much younger than i am you're mm-hmm. so much younger than i am <laughs> i wish i was about to, you know back to that age but even people your age, I don't think that they think of their parents necessarily as aging uh, Because maybe their parents are in their 50s uh, Maybe they're in their, their you know early 60s and they still got a lot of energy So I don't want people to think that it's just aging parents I think people of all ages need to be having this conversation. What do you think?
2: I completely agree with that. I know my parents are in their upper 50s. You know, I'm 26 years old myself right now so I just think Starting the conversation as early as possible, especially when your parents are in good health is important and it allows you to make those important, you know, decisions, have those conversations to not really scramble when things get tough.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. So what do you think are some of the obstacles?
2: I really think a lot of people think that the conversation might seem awkward or uncomfortable. You know, I look at myself and I think of my parents always taking care of me, always giving me the advice where a lot of people don't want to hear that answer that it's none of your business or you mm. don't want to get your parents angry or upset. And a lot of times talking about money is that taboo, you know, topic. I'm in the financial industry. You know, I have the financial literacy, if you will. So I might be a little bit more comfortable with having conversations like that. But, Certainly, I wanna to try to help people and give them some tips to really engage with their parents and start that conversation early on or even start it now before it's too late.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really interested in your viewpoints because my parents are baby boomers um, mm-hmm. and my dad was born in 1939. And so if you think about that time frame, that he was born right after the great depression, right before really world war two started, uh, and there was a different mindset for his parents, There was scarcity mm-hmm. mindset, there was a lot of concern because of what the great depression was and what it did to folks. And so his parents grew up different or, or thought differently about money and kind of passed on some of those behaviors. And so it wasn't easy to talk to adults or parents about money when they had that scarcity mindset early on. Um, what have you found?
2: I found, at least in my family dynamic and with my parents, they have always been very transparent with me. Nice. You know, my mother, I I refer to them as kind of the sandwich generation, if you will. Mm -hmm. They took care of their parents while taking care of me when I was a child. And God bless my mother. She works three jobs, works extremely hard. Um, But really with her being the primary wage earner, she's not really involved in kind of the side of budgeting or knowing exactly what bills to pay, how they're paid. Whereas my father, he's the one that deals directly with that and has been, you know, tremendous in kind of communicating where all the important documents are to me, passwords, where they bank, you know, everything I need to know to assist my mother if something were to happen to my father. So I've had a great experience with that and my father just being super transparent, but I'm actually going through this right now in terms of ensuring, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into this um, later in the podcast, but just ensuring that they have the proper state documents in place which Mm -hmm. is is very important ensure that if something were to happen to both of them i have the legal ability to you know protect them and help them during that situation
1: samantha i love the fact that you said uh your parents are in the sandwich generation i've joked before with tim i'm in the club sandwich generation because both (laughs) my parents are still alive my kids are thankfully alive and i have grandkids and they're all alive so I'm stuck in the middle of this gigantic sandwich um, and find myself, you know, doing what I can to help my parents and then also wanting to and craving to, you know, help my grandkids as far as education and things like that for the future. And so I think it's incredibly important to be able to establish those things and understand and know what your parents have. And. Um, you know, whether it comes to, you know, like you said, state planning, their wills, um, the legal documents that you know, uh, enable you to help make decisions if they uh, become comatose or they have a hospital stay. Um, all those are very, very important, but those are tough things to talk about because people don't like to talk about death and people don't like to talk about money sometimes. So how do you uh, suggest starting the conversation?
2: I look at it as there's really three approaches that you can take, especially depending on your family dynamic and what works best for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Personally, I first initially asked my parents for advice about my own kind of financial situation and why I would recommend that route is, you know, their response will give you clues about the financial planning that they have or have not done. And it also keeps the conversation going by asking more questions about what they've done to stay on top of their finances. For example, I bought a house, my first house, if you will, last year, and I had my dad very much involved in the conversation, mm-hmm. asking him what he's done in the past since you know, they own their own home. Um, I also think it's good to take the, the time to ask what-if scenarios, such as how would you make their bills or how would you ensure that their bills are being paid, if you will and what happens if they were in the hospital for a while. And this really helps highlight the need of planning and hopefully will prompt them to share the information you would need to help them in case of emergency. So I certainly know that I've always been pretty active in helping my dad set up auto pay or knowing where he banks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much listed on all his bank accounts to just to ensure that I'm always you know, very much involved with him. And then you can also use a story if you're not comfortable involving your personal finances or asking them what if situations about themselves, you can certainly use a story about someone you may know who was getting involved with their parents financing and to help highlight kind of some of the benefits of being prepared or the problems that they could potentially encounter if you know, these money talks don't happen beforehand.
1: I love that. I I love that because I don't know any parent that doesn't want to help their their child if they have a question, right? If, if I ask my parents right. a question, they're going to do the best they can to answer that question. And it, and it may sound sneaky. I'm sorry. It kind of you know, mm-hmm. l- may be a little bit manipulative, but here's the thing is that get your parents on board with trying to help you out. And I, the first thing that popped in my head when you said that was like life insurance. Right. And my daughter has asked me the same question. We've talked about her wishes. I mean, she's very forward thinking, um, but she's told us what her wishes are. And I told her very plainly, I said, so how does that get taken care of? She said, well, I have no idea. I said, well, you know, life insurance is one way, you know, and so we, we mm-hmm. talk about that. So if, if you're having this conversation with your parents and you want to say, mom and dad, I, I don't exactly know what I want for, you know, if something were to happen to me, but I know I don't want to be a burden to you. So I'm think I've been thinking about life insurance to take care of any of those expenses. What have you guys done? Oh, well, there you go. Now you've started the conversation and they're going to be like, oh, totally. Because now you've said you don't want to be a burden. You don't want to you know, cost them tens of thousands of dollars for a funeral. And they're going to talk about it fairly openly, I would think. Um, but that's a kind of a sneaky way to do it. But it's great. I think it gets the conversation flowing.
2: I absolutely agree with that and I think too some of the struggle that comes with having that conversation or starting that conversation is really you know you're unsure about your parents willingness to engage Yes, and I can tell you that it does take several attempts to really get that conversation started that they might feel more comfortable or willing to open up to you but I would just say keep trying different approaches. Just nonchalantly try to as as much as possible try to get that conversation to start. And it's not necessarily prompting them or, you know, kind of pushing them to give you specific numbers, but really just rather have them write it down. If they're not comfortable talking about numbers or inheritance or really what their wishes are or what they want, just have them write it down. And allow them to at least give you an idea of where that information is whether it's in a safe I know my dad has all his you know important information mm-hmm. in the safe has shared that information with me and we talked about when it's an appropriate time or when we may need to access that information to you know help assist in a situation where I could be of help and I've certainly had the conversation with my brother as well we're all on the same page and he even recognizes the importance of talking with my parents and ensuring that especially because i live in the same state as them it'll be a lot easier for me to assist them Mm -hmm. but he's certainly in the loop as well in in the conversation
1: well i i know that you guys have a ton of resources uh for your audience your uh, not only audience for the podcast but obviously your clients and and people that reach out to you through the website I'm going to assume that you've got some resources for folks on this as well one thing that i'm just kind of thinking about and i don't know if you have something like this or i'm, I'm sure that you guys could find something like this is a a planner of some kind right there i know that they make mm-hmm. them planner that can help you write down this information and My thought is, what if you bought two of them, right? Bought two of them and said, hey, mom, I need to talk to you about some things just in case. I've been kind of planning some things out. We talked about insurance before, but, you know, passwords are a big deal, Um, you know, where certain things are, how people can find it. And if you were to buy two of them and say, hey, I need some help filling this out just in case I want to make sure that, you know, I have this. It is in my safe or it's, you know, I keep this in in a safe location and here's where it is. Um, so just in case something happens, you have access to the accounts that you need access to. You have all the information and passwords that you would need, uh, to get into my info to, to help deal with these situations. And if they have one as well, I mean, that can help them to get organized so that, you know, and, and you, again, opening that discussion.
2: I I agree with that, Eric. It was a great point. And one of the things too, that we kind of touch on is It's great, yeah, you get the the conversation started, but what questions do you ask? What information Mm -hmm. should you try to gather from your parents to get a better understanding of their wishes or their financial situation? And I would say the the most valuable, the, the first kind of information I would gather with them is whether they have an estate plan in place. And if they've prepared estate planning documents with an attorney... And when I refer to estate planning documents, I mean the wills, power of attorney, advanced health care directives. And that really allows them to name someone to make financial and mm-hmm. healthcare decisions for them when they are unable to do that for themselves. Um so certainly I know in my personal situation, my parents list each other as their power of attorney, but I'm that backup person where, you know, I if my mother's not comfortable making a financial decision for herself on her behalf. I can go ahead on a legal standpoint and step in and help assist her to help, again, protect and guide her through a tough situation. And I certainly think, too, besides kind of the importance of estate planning documents is we talked about how do they pay their bills? I mean, if something were to happen to my father, if he were to become incompetent, you know, I'm not confident that my you know mother would be comfortable ensuring that all the bills are being paid. And so I know when they first moved two blocks away from me, I kid you not, two blocks. Um, <laughs> the first thing I did was help my father set up all the bills with autopay. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly he doesn't write checks. I knew exactly that all the bills would be paid from this checking account. If it ever changed, I'd make the effort to help him adjust that. So those are kind of the the two key things that are you know seem simple but are quite important when you're looking at the situation. And if your parents are comfortable kind of gathering or sharing that information with you then it will lead into the conversations where you can have a little bit more information about their sources of income gather if they're receiving income from social security pensions retirement accounts because simply just gathering a list of that will help you in the long term especially if things happen and you need to work with their state it kind of helps you have a, a more of a clear mind but also a better understanding of their situation to help them in the long term
1: Absolutely. And I, I think that anybody listening to this needs to take a moment and just think about their parents, right? And and think about the type of people they are, because my parents are very strong. Both of them are, are thankfully still alive. They've been mm-hmm. married for over 50 years. My mom is a very strong woman. My father is a very strong man. However, if something were to happen to one of them, um, I, I don't think that either one of my parents would just crumble into a ball of goo. However, they just lost their partner <laughs> of 50 years, 50 plus years. Right there's going to be a lot of emotion. And, and if you think about it, some people in the audience are probably thinking about their parents and one of their parents would probably want to take up the mantle and do everything on their own and show how strong they mm. are. But at the same time, they're dealing with all these emotions and they shouldn't have to, and it's probably not really healthy for them to deal with everything on their own. So to be able to come alongside, like you're talking about and, and assist and let them know, Hey, I'm, I'm here for you know, whatever you need and, and let me help you walk through this process there's a lot of grief involved There's, i mean there's so many different things that we just don't know until it happens so i love the fact that you're pointing that out
2: and eric i love the point that you just kind of talked about with your parents and losing a spouse or a loved one with 50 plus years or however long is an extreme challenge Mm -hmm. and with that grief and the emotion it's not only hard to do it on your own and, and thankfully I might be in a situation where, yes, I'm a firm believer that I can handle and assist you know, the, the situation for my parents on my own, but I'm very thankful that I also have a loving brother that is super supportive. And people might wonder, how do you have this conversation if you do have siblings? Because you know, if, if you don't talk to your siblings first or kind of engage with them and let them know that, hey, I, I want to talk to mom and dad about you know, their financial situation or their estate plan just to ensure everything's in order if times were to get tough but some siblings might feel resentment you know if you're the first one that just go to mom and dad thinking that you might just want to get more money in the long Mm -hmm. term but i I don't Mm -hmm. see it as that way i just think if you have that open communication you know your parents can be a little bit more open and willing to have that conversation just knowing that you're taking their best interest to heart and just want to to help them and then if that's something that your siblings don't want to take on or you don't personally want to take on, I still think it's important to have that conversation and that's where you can look to a third party to get them involved. Just ensure that whether that's an attorney, you know, financial professional, or even if they go to church, like a clergy, um, they can go ahead and have those types of conversations with them as well.
1: Yeah, and again, it, it is very, very tough. The dynamics of family is never easy to navigate. Um, just, just from personal experience, uh, my wife is one of three kids. And, um, her parents divorced many, many, many years ago. And dad, uh, is, you know, he's basically relying on my wife, you know, his, his oldest daughter Mm -hmm. to, uh, be in charge of everything in case something happens, where mom uh, is is relying on the second daughter uh, for, for everything. So, but we've had to swap stories kind of thing, right? We, we've had to, right. even though mom and dad don't really talk a whole lot because of that dynamic, it's, you know, the kids are on board and the brother's just like, whatever. <laughs> You know, He's he's very like you guys will take care of it. I know it and, and there's trust there uh, But we've we've had to have that very open conversation Here's the thing you don't want to have too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing. You don't want to You know parents want to make it fair quote unquote a lot of times and, and it's just very difficult You want to make sure that you have somebody who's trusted that can go through the will and go through the things that need to be done um, to make it uh, an easy or as easy of a process as possible. But I think that that transparency is something that's so important. And and I think you, you've got to encourage the parents to be able to have a sit down with everybody and say, here's why we have so and so, you know, as the executor of our estate. These are the reasons. These are the legal documents. This is the instructions. So it's very clear from the onset what's going on. They don't have to divulge all the information, but at least so there's no infighting, right? I mean, that's, I don't think any parent wants to leave this world knowing that they're going to leave it to their kids and the kids are just going to fight over everything.
2: And thankfully, that's why I feel my father has always been so transparent with their financial situation or their wishes, if you will, when they pass is that with him being the sandwich generation, and you you mentioned your wife, my father was one of eight children, wow. and his parents actually passed without a will, any mm. direction, any wishes. Um, so you can imagine that it wasn't the easiest process, and it caused a lot of family fights, caused a lot of you know family issues because his parents didn't take the time to you know write things down. Add a little bit direction where it caused that chaos when they eventually did pass. So I think that's kind of what, you know, drove him to be a little bit more, you know, clear with us, with his intentions and want us to be more involved and especially just to take care of him when he's gone. You know, Um, I think it's one of the things you think about, you know, oh, when I'm gone, I don't care what happens, but he's always been one where he's always protected his children, he always protected me and just wanted to ensure what's ever in place. We'll, we'll make sure that, you know, it doesn't cause chaos in my life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, as we wrap this podcast up, we're getting close to the close. What other info do the people need to hear?
2: I will leave everyone with one point, And I think it's important is that don't get discouraged. It can take time for your parents to open up and be honest about their concerns, but you are the one that will deal with it when they're gone. And I think eventually as you continue to try to prompt those conversations, they will truly understand that you are looking out for their best interest and just want to help them and take care of them when they need it.
1: Absolutely. Samantha, this has been fantastic. I, I, like I said, I I knew I was going to love this conversation right from the start. I think it's, it's near and dear to my heart and a lot of the listeners as well. Earlier we spoke about resources that you guys have. Um, can you point people to some of those resources? They can have these conversations.
2: Yes, we have the, the resources available on our website, so hightowergreatlakes.com, one is just kind of some of the conversation starters we talked about, as well as, you know, checklists on the important documents you should either gather or get information on. You can reach out to me directly via email. My email address is spetrzinski at hightoweradvisors.com. I would be happy to forward you any copies of resources that you'd like to you know, gather or just chat about the topic in general. You can also give me a direct call. My direct line is 219-246-5709. And I'd love the opportunity to talk to you.
1: Yeah. And if you are, if you prefer email, I'm going to help you out here. It's S P I E T R U S Z Y N S K I right? I got that right, right?
2: <laughs> that was perfect, Eric. Thank nice. you for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, and so you know, that, that can be her direct email. And I know you guys have a ton of resources, not just this, but a lot of the conversations we've already had. So Samantha, I'm so glad to speak to you again today. Thank you so much for bringing up such an important topic.
2: Thank you, Eric. It was a pleasure always talking to you, so I appreciate it.
1: You bet. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the WellStream podcast with Samantha Petrozinski. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the team comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And maybe that's one way you can kind of open this conversation up. Share this podcast with your parents. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth Stream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available, and don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of High Tower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC, LLC. Advisory services are offered through High Tower Advisors LLC.